Hi everyone, welcome to Sunny Commutes Podcast episode 31, and this is where I talk web development, business, and other related topics. So today I want to go uh, or do a continuation of the previous episode where I talked about web accessibility and go a little bit more in depth on the implementation because I think that it's really important to focus on accessibility or just have it be part of your workflow while you're developing a website or app uh, instead of just being an afterthought, something that you add on top later and figure out like, oh, there's all these issues that I have to fix. Uh, It's really quite simple. It's not too much extra effort to add in. And I would say the same thing with like performance and optimization, like search engine optimization. You know, if you can already start coding uh, your application properly, then you don't have to worry about major issues later. I kind of worry more about like the nitty gritty, like, oh, forgot something here um, or whatever. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I'll just go down uh, a list of things that uh, I personally do almost on a daily basis. Uh, so hopefully you find it useful. Um, and I want to quickly recap like what a screen reader is uh, for anyone that doesn't know. Um, obviously, listen to the previous episode if you haven't, but um, anyone that's a blind user or has sight problems, they'll typically use a screen reader. It's just a piece of software that that they use on their computer that pretty much just reads out loud what's on their screen. So, you know, they'll visit a website, they'll start reading out all the headings and all, you know, the navigation links, um, all the paragraphs and all that. And the way that they actually navigate, you know, since they don't really have the ability to use a mouse and visually like click on things and hover, um, you'll want to make sure that they can access it through a keyboard. Um, Typically, they'll just use the tab key to focus on different elements and they'll use the enter key to select elements, maybe even they use the arrow keys on certain uh, form elements. And you want to make sure that even like as a visual user, uh, here's a great part, right? You don't need a screen reader for this. Um, You can make sure already like visually that when you hit tab, um, elements should have a visible focus ring around it or some sort of uh, defining style where you know, okay, this is the currently focused element. So let's talk about that first. I think it's one of the easier things to implement because by default, your website should already work. But let's say using like a different, um, like a non-clickable element, right? Using not a button, not an anchor, but let's just say a div or span. So if you add some functionality to that um, quote unquote button with some JavaScript, then you have to make sure that it's focusable. And the way you do that is to add a tab index attribute now, obviously, if you know, you, you must have a really good reason to not use a, a button or, or an anchor because if your reason is that, oh, I need to style it differently, um, just style the button. Um, it has a bunch of accessibility built in, so it's much easier to just style that button correctly. Um, but if you, sorry, there's like a car coming, but if you uh, still need a different element, you can add a tab index attribute and basically what that does is if you set it to zero, it will make sure that that element is focusable. You can set it to different values and have like your own tab order in the page. So elements will focus on at different times. Um, but for the most part, just set it to zero and you should be good. And in terms of styling, make sure you have like in CSS, the focus uh, pseudo selector, I believe. Um, and that will allow you to style how your element is when it's focused. 
Now the next thing is for like alternate text or text for screen readers, screen readers specifically. Uh, there's obviously the alt at attribute on images, uh, but then if you want to have just only text or content that's only for screen readers, um, some frameworks provide a class called like SR only, which is screen reader only or visually hidden. Um, you can look up some of these classes and like just put it into your own project if it's not there already. Uh, basically just a different way to provide content. And then there's also the ARIA attributes and what those are, uh, it stands for accessible, rich internet applications or something like that. And there's a slew of attributes which I'll talk about in the next segments, so, so stay tuned. Okay, welcome back. So to continue talking about some of the ARIA attributes, there's like two or three that I typically use. Uh, the first one is actually, uh, its purpose is the opposite of the screen reader only or the visually hidden classes. Um, it's called ARIA-hidden. So you set that, you know, ARIA-hidden equals true, and that will actually hide it from screen readers, uh, but it will still be displayed visually um, like normal. So. If there's some content that's just not relevant, maybe have some duplicate content, which again, you know, stay away from like doing weird things like that. But if you have to, maybe have like different content on breakpoints or whatever, um, this is a good use of it. You can add ARIA hidden, that way screen readers are not gonna duplicate the content. Um, you can also like, this is a common problem at work where we might have um, some requirements for like images that need alt, alt attributes for SEO purposes. Uh, but then obviously we don't want screen readers to read that because it's just irrelevant content for the user. And so we just provide an ARIA hidden either on the image tag itself or on the div around it. And that way it's hidden from the screen reader user. Um, the second one is ARIA-Polite. And if you set that, or sorry, ARIA-Live, um, you set that to polite. And that way, um, basically if you're updating content via JavaScript, this allows you to uh, notify the screen reader user that some content has changed. So don't do this if by default you have, um, by default you update content like on page load and then that's it. Uh, but if you update it multiple times, then you'll want to add this attribute. That way you have those sort of like a notification system to the user that like, hey, there's content that's changed in this, um, in this section. So I'll read that out loud to you. Um, and then there's one that I, don't use too commonly, but it's aria-label. Uh, it's typically useful if you have like some like CSS tooltips or something like that. Uh, basically, you can just like label elements. There's a bunch of different ones too. I highly suggest just looking a lot of at a lot of these. Um, there's also like for HTML5, you can do aria roles, um, where you can say aria-role equals um, content info that's like used for the footer, or aria-role equals like main which you have the main tag in HTML5, but, um, but there's different roles you can provide to elements. Um, that way, um, screen readers know, okay, this is the header, this is like the main content section, some aside or whatever. Um, but yeah, so anyway, uh, hopefully some of these tips helped. Um, there's a bunch of things. I've already mentioned this website before on the previous episode. I messed up the link, by the way, um, so I'll say it properly this time. It's uh, alleyproject.com, and it's a11yproject.com. Uh, I did not make it, but I know someone that did, and uh, it's just a really great resource to learn about more about web accessibility. 
And just a fun fact, if you're wondering, like, why is it A11Y? Like, why is it abbreviating that way? Um, basically, there's 11 characters between the A and the Y. Um, so sets I like accessibility, A11Y. Um, little fun little thing, I guess um, some people do. But yeah, if you see that, you know, it stands for accessibility. Um, it's also done for internationalization, which is like translating content for different languages. Um, they abbreviate that to I18N. So yeah, uh, hopefully you found that kind of fun and useful. But yeah, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know. Tweet me at SunnySingIO. Uh, find this podcast on the Anchor app. I'd really appreciate it. You can um, show that you have listened and uh, you, know, you can like clap the episode. Uh, you can add comments and just cool things like that. So uh, yeah, and suggest me topics. Um, tweet me any topic suggestions that you might have and I'll catch you guys on the next episode. Bye.